Every week on Money Talk Extra, we ask you to tell us about your financial concerns and challenges. And in return, we get advice for you from one of our personal finance experts. This week, Jimmy Lam met listener Rachel, who has just moved back to Hong Kong last month after living in New Zealand for more than 20 years. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Jimmy. I know you have just moved back to Hong Kong, right? Yes. And right. you have spent a lot of years in New Zealand. Yes, that's right. Twenty uh, plus years. And so, so you, when did you move um, to New Zealand? Uh, when I was um, at a very young age, and I just recently came back to Hong Kong. And why did you want to come back? Because there's more opportunities in Hong Kong, um, especially in the things that I like, which um, includes uh, education and media. Right, and you have everything is new to you in Hong Kong, right? Uh, not totally new, actually. I'm quite familiar with Hong Kong because I was born in Hong Kong. Yeah. And so, what are your current challenges? Is it finding a place to stay? <laughs> yeah, my current challenges. Um, yeah, the living costs in Hong Kong is really high. So accommodation, that's of course one thing, and uh, also transportation. Um, yeah, so these two mainly. And I assume you have just found a job, right? Yes, correct. So, um, is there any difference in terms of the workplace in Hong Kong versus New Zealand? Yes, there is a difference um, because the culture is different. Um, Hong Kong is very fast, um, fast-paced, and New Zealand is more relaxed. Yes, and assume the salary you get in New Zealand is kind of higher <laughs> than in Hong Kong, right? Mm, it depends on relative on, terms. <laughs> uh, it depends on what kind of industry you're in, actually. Yeah, and they have a lot of higher tax. Um, Tax-wise, um, I think Hong Kong might be a little bit higher. Okay, is it yeah. because, for example, the new, uh, the salary you get in New Zealand is already inclusive of the tax amount? I, I think so, if I remember correctly, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> and is your savings, um, assume you have some savings um, in New Ze- Zealand and you brought it back to Hong Kong, uh, is it enough to uh, cover your living expenses? Um, well, given that uh, Hong Kong living costs is so high, so probably no. Yeah, but um, I work on that, yeah. Okay, and did you do any investment uh, while you were in New Zealand, like uh, with your money you earn? No. Okay. Yeah. And what what are the main reasons? Is it because you spend um, most of it, or? <laughs> uh, it's just that I'm not very, really into investment myself, and I don't have much knowledge, so I rather not take the risk. Right. And yeah. what are the uh, main uh, expense items you yeah. uh, you spend on? Um. Well. If safer in Hong Kong, it's, it would be accommodation, transportation, and also the things that I uh, that I like to buy. Yeah. And do you think it's uh, difficult or easy for you to transfer your assets from New Zealand to Hong Kong? Yeah. Sorry, just uh, <laughs> I wanted to add one more thing to the last question. Um, also, because I love I love to learn, so there are some courses 
that I do and did. Uh, so the course, the tuition fees, of course, that I um, have to spend money on. Yeah. Right. So uh, answering your uh, question about the as um, yeah the, sorry the asset the that assets. you yes. do you need to do some transfer, transfer yeah uh, yes um, but it's a fairly easy process right yeah. is it because you mostly you you retain your account in New Zealand uh, yes yes because I plan to go back to visit and so there's no need to to uh, close the account. So you kind of bring your credit card with you and your and open a new account in Hong Kong, start afresh. Um, Is that the idea? <laughs> um, no, actually, uh, I I just opened a new account in Hong Kong. Yeah. And given you have a you found a job, so you would start to accumulate money. Ah uh, yes, account and, <laughs> and I would like to um, have some savings to um, sustain myself and also to contribute to the society. Yeah. And do you have any objective, like um, you want to buy certain things once you get that amount of money? <laughs> oh, yes, there's a lot of things <laughs> that I want to buy. Um, um, but of course, my aim is to to actually... Um, because I love... Actually, I love driving. So at the moment, I don't have a car in Hong Kong. So that's uh, one thing that I want to buy. And you did drive in New Zealand. Yes, right? of course. Yes, <laughs> you need. <laughs> you need to. Everybody needs that. Right? Uh, in uh, in um, yeah, in New Zealand. Yes, I I did drive for actually since two thousand seven. Yeah, so I've I've driven quite a, quite some time already. Right. Yes. And as a returnee moving back to a city where you haven't been for uh, many years, what yes. challenges do you foresee mm. uh, in the future regarding uh, your life, career, or personal finance? Uh, yes, there's going to be a lot of challenges that I foresee in the future. So regarding my life, it's just um, to to actually improve myself in all areas. And um, career-wise, I know... Uh, there would be pressure at work and um, different cultures, of course. So I have to adapt to that and um, just want to keep upskilling myself. Yeah. You just heard our listener, Rachel, talking about how she's faring after moving back to Hong Kong after 20 years in New Zealand. Jimmy Lam went to speak to Edward Chin, partner of MDE Waters Capital, to see what advice he could offer. So as a returnee yourself, uh, what wise words would you have for Rachel um, to handle the challenges she's facing in terms of the work culture and the pace of life? Well, I guess since um, she lived in Hong Kong before and then she relocated to New Zealand and now uh, being back for a few months or so, and I, I presume she is uh, teaching at um, an English school, um, right. the most important thing is um, to have enough uh cash flow and from uh the data that you you gave me uh she is now um getting i don't know just living with her friends without uh, really paying very high rent so i i guess um the first year or so she could uh build up a sizable i don't know like um amount of cash so she could um, consider uh doing something and I really don't know what what um, what that sizable amount is, but is it whether it's a six digit um, Hong Kong or or more? Um, yeah, that that's something uh, that needs um, 
more analysis um, uh, without knowing the whole picture is, is difficult. But I, I presume you know getting a, a low to medium six figure amount would be important. Right. And financially, what do you think she should do? Um, given she mentioned she didn't bring a lot of savings from New Zealand bank account to Hong Kong, so she's like you can assume she kind of start afresh financially. Well, let, let's say a lot of people, um, when they uh, first come to Hong Kong, they they might not have a lot of money, but uh, Hong Kong is um, very low in taxes uh, compared to um, New Zealand or, or Canada. So I guess uh, the first few years still savings mode. And, and realistically, I think a low six-digit um, Hong Kong um, savings is something that she should target, you know, like uh, try to avoid going to excursion trips uh, every holiday. It's important, right? right? right. So savings, right. yeah, of paramount importance. And as she will keep her account in New Zealand, um, from an investment perspective, do we see a benefit for her to hold both accounts, um, accounts both in Hong Kong and New Zealand? And what kind of opportunities do you think she can maximize through these two accounts? I don't know whether she has some sort of a retirement savings plan back home. Maybe she worked for a few years uh, there, and then uh, those, if she does, then it should be accumulated uh, tax-free until age 65 or so, just like in, in Canada or the 401k in um, in the U.S. So, so again, we need to dig deeper. Uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, just... Um, uh, very much a surface information that that we get. Uh, with that said, if she um, she is born in Hong Kong, and uh, the advantage of uh, investing in Hong Kong uh, is that um, she it's considered as a tax person in Hong Kong, so any capital gains is tax free. I presume you know if she invests in. Hong Kong or Canadian stocks, uh, yeah, definitely it's uh, tax-free. And then dividend um, stocks, it uh, depends on which jurisdiction. It's twenty-five percent, right, of the of the, um, the 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 dividend gain amount. So um, she has advantage, right? So she should try to make use make, good use, make use of, of uh, her her um, account in special identity in, in, in right? Hong Kong. In Hong Kong, yeah, right, yeah. And as much as she wants to bring her lifestyle, which, for example, uh, Rachel mentioned she owned a car back in New Zealand and wanted to resume that kind of lifestyle here in Hong Kong. Um, but what are the main priorities do you think she should focus on? Again, depends on, you know, like the inflow and outflow. Inflow, every month, uh, let's say she has a, a low to mid five-digit honky uh, monthly um, income which I don't know because uh, I don't have a clear picture. So buying a, buying a second-hand car, it's um, not expensive at all in Hong Kong. You know, like you it, get it, it dirt cheap. And it has a very high range, right? It could be as low as like... Uh, well, as, as low as like 10 grand. 10 grand. <laughs> Honest, yeah. Honestly, just that uh, um, after the seven-year uh, period, then you, you have to... If, on a yearly basis, you have to have uh, some... Um, test uh, to make sure whether uh, the car is still safe uh, to be driven on the road. So it's... Uh, it's uh, like, a, for example, like a thousand... It's, it's low, low, a five digit, thousand on, low five digit yeah, honky you can buy, buy a second hand car. Right. right. Like um, cheap. <laughs> but then maintaining it 
definitely uh yeah like if you talk about renting a car park space it's three four thousand depends on where she lives that information i I don't have um again whether her friend can uh <laughs> can her, Lend her uh, parking space which is more difficult right <laughs> I mean, even than a living space <laughs> yeah 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 so this this uh, i think it's um it's um information that uh if uh i can talk to her face to face is easier instead of um you know like uh broadcasting it in, in the public domain <laughs> she doesn't want uh, you know everyone in the whole world knows uh you know like uh, what, what's her net worth and you know like uh drilling down to the nitty-gritty <laughs> then i don't think it's necessary but in general i think if it is her first or second year in hong kong it's pretty much a savings mode you don't want to blow all your um savings because savings it's it's difficult these days yeah and i mean if her talent is really like in um uh language uh depending on her deal with uh, her uh, employer she could uh, create some sort of um, a social media following and then even like youtube if you have like 1 million hits uh, they pay you like um, around uh, this is a guesstimate 1 thousand us for every 1 million hit someone who goes into uh, watching your youtube uh, channel right so she could do something very creative and entrepreneurial to uh, boost up her income that was Edward Chin, partner of MDE Waters Capital.